Welcome to All Time Greatness. I'm Paul. I'm Anthony. And we're back with another episode. Week seven is in the books. So we're gonna we're gonna start in order, starting with this past Thursday's game, which was the New Orleans Saints visiting the Arizona Cardinals. DeAndre Hopkins came back. And the Cardinals, they looked great, but I feel like with Hopkins back, the offense was, like, more fast-paced than you could tell. And, like, Murray was playing. He plays better because he has, like, his security blanket player back. But the Saints actually looked good at the start. But once Andy Dalton started throwing those interceptions, that's when it, like, went downhill for them. Uh, The Saints made a great comeback late in the game. But ultimately, again, the turnovers hurt them in the long run, considering that they ended up losing. Uh... Hopkins, when he came back, I thought it would take him a while to like get adjusted, but he came back and he looked like he didn't skip a beat because he had, what was it? He had 10 catches for 103 yards and it looked like he had been playing this whole time and wasn't suspended for the first six games. But for the Cardinals, Murray had, he went 20 of 29, he had 204 yards, one touchdown, and he also had 30 yards rushing. Eno Benjamin, 12 carries, 92 yards, one touchdown. And then the other receiver, he was the only other receiver that had like a lot of yards receiving because Hopkins was like the main guy. That was more. He had one catch for 31 yards. So the Cardinals, they looked good. You could tell with Hopkins back now, like they probably are going to have a better chance at going for the division than they did before. Yeah, they're what is it, three and five now or something like that. But now with Hopkins back, they have, like, the missing spark that they were waiting for. Um, For the Saints, Andy Dalton went 30 of 47, 361 yards. He had 21 yards rushing, four touchdowns. But like I said, he threw those three interceptions, which came back to hurt them. Taysom Hill also threw two passes, completing both for 48 yards. Alvin Kamara had 11 carries for 49 yards, no touchdowns. Chris Olave, I think this was the best game I've seen him play so far. The rookie receiver that they drafted, he had seven catches for 106 yards. White had one reception for 64 yards. And Smith had five receptions for 54 yards. And the the Saints just, it wasn't their night. It was at first, and then once the turnovers happened, it went the, the Cardinals' way, and they ended up winning. But... um. There was that one incident towards the end where Smith or Callaway, I forgot which one of them it was, they caught it, they went out of bounds, and then the dude, like, they stepped over them, and the dude, like, flipped them, and there was a mini scuffle, but nothing happened. I mean, that could have been avoided if he didn't just, if he didn't step over him, but whatever, that's besides the point. Uh, but what are your takes on this game? Um, My takes on it is Hopkins really like, had a difference in this game. Um, obviously, first game back, I really wasn't expecting too much from him. That's the thing. Um, six games is a lot to miss, um, and it's going to take a while to get back into the rhythm. Cle- clearly, Murray and him got a chemistry that really doesn't affect how many games each other misses because for him to have 103 yards in his debut, in his season debut, is, you know, not normal for a um, wide receiver to do that in his first game back from suspension. But 
Hopkins 103 yards. But what I'm liking is the Cardinals are starting to get going. They're starting to get some momentum. Benjamin, young, good rookie, running back 92 yards, average 7.7 yards a carry. Obviously, Kyler and Cliff had a little shouting match at each other. But um, I'm fine with that because it worked out. It worked out, and Kyler should be able to express his feelings mid-game when your offense is not doing much and the team's not doing much. Obviously, it gave them a spark. They scored 42 points. But um, for the Saints, there are so many games this year that they that they were at that... They had a shot. They had a shot. So their record is 2-5. and five. They could easily be maybe 4-3 and three. Um, if turnovers were, weren't an issue. Um, obviously Andy Dalton with three picks, not going to help you, but Chris Olave, amazing game, 106 yards, Juwan Johnson and Shahid each had a touchdown and Taysom Hill had a touchdown. So the Saints can score points. That's not the issue. The issue for me is the quarterback. Who should, who's going to be able to run this team quarterback wise? Because Dalton's. Obviously, turn the ball over. We're, we're looking at that. We're seeing that. The ball's being turned over. Winston is still hurt. Winston's too. still hurt. But what can we get from Winston? That's a, that is very unknown. Taysom Hill. I don't really see him as a quarterback anymore because you're using him as a tight end. You're using him at, any, at every other position. So, obviously, the hits are going to hurt him throwing the ball. So, if, if, if I'm the Saints, you got to really see, okay, do we roll, roll, run it with James for the rest of this year when he comes back? Or do we just stick it out with Andy Dalton and see how much wins we get and then we, pick a, we get a quarterback in the um, offseason? Because this team could easily be a playoff team if the quarterback position is correct. Obviously, that position is not correct. Um, but this was a must, much, bleh, must win for the Cardinals, and they got it. And look, they're still in the thick of things. I predict they win this division. As of right now. Um, actually, not win the division. They get close to it. They can get close to it. Because having Hopkins back really helps. Obviously, not having Hollywood Brown doesn't help. But Hopkins is obviously better than Brown. So and you got Robbie getting, Anderson now. Exactly. So you really didn't miss, miss um, lose much. So if anything, the Cardinals got better. But um, that's my takeaway. On a Thursday night. I thought it was going to be a terrible game. Obviously, it was a high-scoring game from what we saw. Better than the previous couple of Thursdays. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Now, this is just a waiting. Was, you know, we were waiting for this to happen. But the Steelers versus Dolphins. We're going to go back to the other games after. Um, you want to go first because you're going to go off or you want me to go? I'll go first. For me, I want to know what the difference was in the draft. What was the difference to choose Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett? What made you decide on Kenny Pickett? Because right now, I'm not in on him. You know, I, I lost faith in Kenny. I really don't think he's the future. Um, Obviously, first two starts or first two mainly first two out of two out of three games he, he's played in so far. He has thrown three picks in each of them. The first one is an exception, the first game. Um, that's not going to help you at all. Um, 
the tor- turnovers need to stop. For him to throw the ball at an at an unnecessary point in the game where it's a close game, all you need is a touchdown to win, and you throw it in the end zone where there's not a receiver there, and you get picked off. Stupid, very stupid. Um, and if the reason why you chose Kenny Pickett was because he went to the University of Pittsburgh, that's gonna blow my mind because if Malik Willis goes off when he, whenever his time happens. I, I seriously want to know what was the deciding factor. Um, because right now, Kenny Pickett has shown, showed me nothing to root for. Showed me nothing that is good. Um, so you want to go back to Trubisky? Well, you can't, you can't go back to Trubisky. You can't. Because then you hurt. You, you can't just put in your first round quarterback, then go back, and then go back again. That can't happen. It's going to hurt his confidence. Um... But, you know, obviously, as of right now, they did not hit on the quarterback. And for me, there's a lot a lot in this game. The Steelers should have won this game. Your defense didn't help either. You dropped four interceptions. Those four interceptions could have helped us. Kenny Pickett had many opportunities to take this lead in the game, and he didn't. He didn't even get a f- across the field. So... The whole offense is, a, as a whole, terrible. Maybe it's the offense coordinator, which I believe it is, but it's also on Kenny. You got to figure out what is going on. And it might, if I'm Mike Tomlin, you got to figure that out fast because the patience is is not Dang. there anymore for me. I understand you never had a losing season. You're going to have it this year, though. And it's not like it's even a good competitive football season. You're, you're getting hurt. You're legit getting blown out. Yeah, the score might not show it, but I test wise, so you're getting destroyed. So there, that's an issue with me for my Steelers. Don't forget what you said about TJ Watt. Um, yeah, if I was TJ, I would sit out the rest of the season. But um, if I, Najee Harris, same thing, seventeen rushes, sixty-five yards, not getting going like he was last year. Like the Steelers are run-first team. Run the damn ball. Najee Harris had over a thousand yards last year, only one fumble. In his first year. In his first year. Why is he need getting back there? Then the only bright spot is George Pickens. That's simply the only bright spot. And for me, that's the only thing I'm rooting for is George Pickens. Because he's the only bright spot on this team. Claypool is also a bright spot. But besides that, there's nowhere no one else here besides Minka also. That I could be like, oh, yay. Johnson is eh. Like, this team is terrible. Um, then for the Dolphins. Um, Good to see Tua back. You know, I expected a little more, but it, it's understandable. You know, he did play better. He played better than what I thought. But um, the Dolphins, I need to see a little more. And just whether or not I can say the Dolphins could be contenders right now. Obviously... To, it's to his first game back after what happened. Um, but, yeah, that's really all I can say. Javon Holland's a beast um, for the Dolphins. But, yeah, that's it for me. Uh, so, yeah, to, for me, Tua, at the beginning of the game, they look, he looked like he didn't miss a beat and had been playing the whole time. Uh, but I don't know why. It looks like when, like, you guys throw deep shots for the Steelers, 
that nothing comes from it. You don't get a completion, or even if you do, it doesn't lead to anything. And it doesn't look good for the team. They need a massive turnaround. And I feel like if they're going to have any coach right now in the situation they're in as a team, the two coaches you want to have in this case are Belichick or Tomlin. And they have one of those two. So I feel like if anything, Tomlin would be the one to wake them up. But I don't know. If I'm him, I don't know where to start with waking the team up. Obviously, it starts with him. Yeah. Besides him, I don't know what part of the team like he wants to focus on the most because the whole team needs work. Yeah, like at times they're competitive, but the offense is struggling. Sometimes the defense is doing good, but in cases like this game where they're dropping a bunch of the passes, it's not helping. But for um, the Steelers, Pickett went 32 of 44, 257 yards, and he threw three interceptions, but he had one touchdown and had 20 yards rushing. Like you said, Harris had 65 on 12 carries. Fryermuth had eight catches for 75 yards. Pickens had 61 off of six catches for a touchdown. Johnson had 42 yards on five catches. And Claypool had five catches as well for 41 yards. For the Dolphins, Tua went 21 of 35, 261 yards, one touchdown. He didn't throw an interception, which is always a good sign. And he also had 15 yards rushing. Mostert had 79 yards running the ball on 11 carries. Chase Edmonds had 17 yards on seven carries. Waddle, had he just did what he normally does. Four receptions, 88 yards. Tyreek Hill had 72 yards on seven catches. And Sherfield had three receptions for 44 yards. I mean, I don't know. Both teams seemed like they couldn't get going in the second half considering the scores that you guys went into with at the half, 16 for Miami. 10 for Pittsburgh, you left the game with the same score. So even though Pittsburgh had a lot of opportunities to win the game, it was more on the offense in the second half, considering the defense was able to hold Miami to where they didn't score the whole second half either. But uh, that that's pretty much it. Steelers struggled for the whole game. Miami struggled mainly in the second half, but they were fine in the first half. And... It's just good to see Tua back on that field after what happened. And he didn't look too bad for coming back after two weeks of what happened. But that's pretty much it for me. We'll get into the Giants game. I'll let you start. Okay, so we have the New York football Giants. We're visiting the Jacksonville Jaguars in Jacksonville. And... The first drive, I want the. I wish I could see. I hope the Giants have more drives like that every game the rest of the season. Cause first drive, we ran the ball a couple times. All right, wasn't working, but we do get up the field. Jones throws a thirty-two yard dot to Darius Slayton for a touchdown. I've always liked Darius Slayton. You know that. You can attest to that. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad to see him after he used to be one of the high aspects of our offense. And then last year, he didn't really get to play as much because he's dropped a total of. 17 balls in his career so i guess the team doesn't really trust him anymore but if we need anyone to step up on that position it needs to be slayton yeah we have wando robinson now but galladay's hurt tony's hurt we lost shepherd for the year we unfortunately lost daniel bellinger in this game also but we need a receiver so hopefully with slayton out there he could start to go back to his rookie year because he was really good his rookie year um Barkley and Jones, they both had great games. We stopped Evan Ingram, who for the time being, until the game started, I forgot, was a Jaguar now. Um, We lost two linemen, unfortunately. We lost Ben Bredesen. 
he suffered a strained PCL, and then we don't know how long he's going to be out, but unfortunately, we lost our rookie, Evan Neal. He's going to be out for three to four games with a sprained MCL, so that's unfortunate. You never want to see anyone get hurt, especially not a rookie, especially if that rookie is going to miss some times when they're still trying to not just learn like the team that drafts their offense, like draft drafts them their offense. They're also trying to learn how to adjust at the NFL level. So when they get hurt, that just impedes the process and they're going to take longer to learn. Um, what was killing us this game, Travis Etienne was hurting us badly running the ball. So was Christian Kirk and Lawrence looked good. Um, the Giants defense stepped up, especially in the fourth quarter when for, for the last, I've never had a more stressful minute as a Giants fan recently than that last minute of this past Sunday's game. It felt like it was Giants versus refs. They were calling flags for everything that wasn't a flag earlier in the game. And it seemed like they, at one point I was going to say, are they trying to help Jacksonville lose or win? I even said that to my dad who was watching it with me and he was agreeing with me, but defense stepped up at the right time. They got up the field, Lawrence threw it to Christian Kirk, and thankfully Fabian Moreau, who is a very good player, and I'm glad that we have him, and hopefully we can keep him for a long term. He set up his legs correctly so that Kirk can't push him into the end zone, and then three other teammates, including Welcome Back Landon Collins, we stopped them, and we won the game. And this was a fun game all around. Um, Daniel Jones, 19 of 30, 202 yards, throwing, one touchdown, no interceptions, and he also had a rushing touchdown with 11 carries and 107 yards. You want to know who else had 100 yards rushing that day? Lamar Jackson. Saquon Barkley, 24 carries, 110 yards, didn't get a touchdown, but you don't have to get one every single game, and he had 25 yards receiving. Um, Daniel Jones is the first Giants quarterback since 1946 to have 100 yards rushing in a game. Matt Breida, four carries, 19 yards. Slayton, like I said earlier, the touchdown pass, and then he got two other catches besides that one, 58 yards total. Wandale Robinson, six catches, 50 yards. He looks like he's going to be a key part of this offense quick. He looked good last week against Baltimore, and he looked good this week. Chris Myrick, our tight end slash fullback, two receptions, 21 yards, and Davis Sills had one catch for 19 yards. The Jaguars, it... They didn't look that bad, or they looked bad at the start of the game, but then at the end, that's when they, like, they just couldn't make stands or whatever because that's when our defense started to step up. And I'm seeing everyone say it. The Giants, it feels like we're the king of fourth-quarter comebacks right now. We're the kings of fourth-quarter comebacks because we're always coming back at the fourth quarter, and it seems like <laughs> at this point the Giants should just hope that they're behind in the fourth quarter because – we keep on finding ways to win. And like I said last week, that's my motto. A win is a win. It doesn't have to be pretty. As long as you get the win, you get the win. Trevor Lawrence, 22 of 43, 310 yards, no touchdowns or an interception, though he was literally inches away from a touchdown that would have won them the game unless the Giants got lucky to ice their kicker, Jake Lutz. Oh, wait, no, that's the Saints. Um, Travis Etienne, 114 yards, one touchdown, 14 carries. Christian Kirk, seven catches, 96 yards. Evan Ingram, four receptions, 67 yards. And Marvin Jones, 57 yards on four catches. Um, I'm glad we won this game because Evan Ingram was a couple months ago talking a bunch of garbage, talking about how he's glad he got out of New York and he can't wait to play us and this and that. 
But then at the same time, when we first arrived, he also went to our locker room or our hotel and visited a bunch of the players because he's still friends with a lot of people on our team. But I'm glad that we won. So his revenge game couldn't really be a revenge game. And despite that, like it's only a one year deal. I would I don't know about other Giants fans, but minus his dropping issue, I never had a problem with him in New York. I would like to maybe see him in New York again one day. But that. That's just my take on the game. What's your take? You know, I did catch um, most of this game. I was tuning into it. For me, like you said, Daniel Jones, 19 of 30, 202 yards, one passing touchdown, one rushing touchdown, and had 107 rushing yards. Talking about Lamar, um, I think I'm taking Daniel Jones. Um, If... I'm the Giants. I believe I have Daniel Jones as a long-term future. I feel like he has proven himself right now. If there's no turnovers, he can play this style of game and you can win. It's, it's being proven right now. Um, Obviously, Daniel Jones has more rushing yards than Najee and a lot of other players. For me, the quarterback situation is fine for right now. Um, you don't got to look anywhere else. Franchise tag him, see him next year. Because right now, Daniel Jones is putting on a good performance. And he's, he's right now, I would say he's a very well, if not top 10, on the outside looking in. Like right at 11-ish. For quarterbacks? Yeah. Um, for Saquon, you know, 24 rushes, 110 yards, 4.6. It's, you know, he... It's fine if you want to do passing. Throw the ball early in the game. That's fine because you can save Saquon and have him run through defenses in the fourth and in the third quarter. Defenses are going to get tired. And, like, legit turn, like, make them tired. You're going to make defenses tired. So, right now the Giants' offense is looking really good, even without a number one wide receiver, um, which is huge. Sucks that we lost Bellinger. Then you got Slane, who scored a touchdown. Right now, the Giants are hitting on all cylinders. That's simple. And right now, for me, they, they're they're a playoff team. Um, they can very well get into the playoffs by week fourteen. Um, this is something new, and Brian Dable clearly is my coach of the year right now for what he's doing in New York. Um, he has turned the Giants from the bottom feeders to. A winning and contending team. So that's that's for me for the Giants. Talk, we and also I'll them. talk about that defense. Yeah. That defense. Final play of the game, like you said. Once I saw Lawrence th- throw that ball and I saw um, Kirk catch it. You thought it was. I thought it was game. Very good by the Giants defense to all come together, including Fabian Moreau, to show up. And stop him from getting in just a yard short. No matter how you win games, games could be won by a yard or more. That game determined. You got to fight for every yard you can in football. Because it could make a difference. And it made a difference on Sunday. Now, for the Jaguars. Obviously, you know, we'll talk about the James Robinson trade. Going to the Jets. I think that hurts them. But obviously, ETN with 114 rushing yards, average 8.1 yards carrying one touchdown. ETN looks like the starter. Um, then you got Lawrence, 22-43, 310. 
I don't know what to make. You know, Kirk is going off. Maybe it's them collapsing defensively that is hurting them from winning certain games like this one. So there is question marks for me for Jacksonville. Um, But for the Giants, they're just they're hitting on all cylinders. They're just phenomenal. Um, and they make it about... they make it fun because you want to tune into the Giants now. So I want to talk about what you said. Um, we should. There's like four receivers right now that could potentially go on the trade block that we should get. Um, I think the favorites that we should go after personally should be either DJ Moore from the Panthers because they're literally trading everybody, and Brandon Cooks, and potentially. Um, Elijah Moore and Chase Claypool from your Steelers, but they said that's least likely he'll get traded. But you want to talk about what you said about our line too? Yeah, so if I were the Giants, you know, obviously losing Brito um, and Evan Neal for a couple games, why not go trade for offensive linemen? Maybe, you know, Screw a first-round pick. You know, you haven't used a first-round pick on offensive linemen until last year. You know, maybe screw the first-round pick because, obviously, it's not going to be very low. It's going to be mid to high. Why not go and trade for someone that's proven, someone that is an all-pro, someone that is also a pro bowler in Laramie Tunzel from the Texans? Why not give them a first-round pick in return for an offensive lineman that can help you this year and keep you going at the speed you're going at. Also, I would also maybe send, you know, even though if you lose that first round pick, trade a second and a third round pick for those receivers you named. DJ Moore, Elijah Moore. Um, Brandon maybe Cooks. Tyler Boyd from the Bengals. Maybe T. Higgins. Brandon Cooks. No matter what, these receivers are going to be available. You got to be able to... At least give the other team something to think about. Because if you all all it takes is to make that team think about it. If that team's got to think about it, they're going to do it. Um, or they'll at least talk to you about it and maybe you could um, get a deal done. It. So, right now, those would be my, my like, ideal traits. Because if you get those traits to work, you're automatically easily able to win a playoff game. And maybe more. So... Instead of being where we're at right now and hoping and think banking on, okay, can this Cinderella season keep going? Why not make it a season that you know will happen for more years and more seasons to come? Have it start right now. So that's that's my opinion. But um, let's get into the um, Chiefs Niners. Yeah, let's get into the Chiefs Niners game. You go. Um. So it was. Um, the 4:30 showdown. It was the Chiefs versus the Niners. Christian McCaffrey making his 49ers debut, which caught me off guard because I didn't think that someone who just got traded to the team not even three days prior would actually be suiting up. I knew he'd be at the on the sidelines. I'd expect that, but not to play. Um, Chief at the beginning of the game, it was all Niners. Chiefs were struggling, and Kittle stepped up when it was needed most. But then. Mahomes, he just turned into Patrick Mahomes and like they took over because going into this game, Mahomes at the time was 12 and 2 against top five defenses. So 
when the 49ers are a top five defense, you can't rule out Mahomes. Um, the game was over after the second half. The 49ers were winning in the second half, and then the Chiefs started to score. And then once I saw the 49ers put the score to 28-23, I'm like, hold up, the 49ers might pull this out. But after that, the Chiefs' prolific offense just could not be stopped. And after that, the game was over. 49ers never got a chance to do anything on offense. And the Chiefs just won the game. They actually ended up having the better defense that day, too. Um, Mahomes, 25-34, 423 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Isaiah Pacheco, the rookie, I really like him a lot. Um, eight carries, 43 yards. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, six carries, 32 yards, and a touchdown. Michael Hardman had 28 yards carrying the ball on two carries as well as two rushing touchdowns, but he also contributed with a receiving touchdown, and he had four catches for 32 yards in that department. Um, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, three receptions, 111 yards. Travis Kelsey, six receptions, 98 yards. Jarek McKinnon, two receptions, 36 yards. Um, and then for the 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo, 25 at 37, 303 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. Wilson, seven carries, 52 yards, I believe. Christian McCaffrey in his 49ers debut, eight carries, 38 yards. And then he received, he also got 24 yards receiving. But that's not a bad game considering he just got traded over there. They wanted to play him quickly, so they gave him a few plays to play. And the crowd was electric and kept booing them every time they took him out the game because they're happy to have him. But like, that's just going to be, teams are going to be scared now, the Niners, because McCaffrey. He's going to have time to learn more of the plays. So now he's going to know the whole offense, not just have a few plays designed for him. So that could be an issue for the rest of the league. Um, George Kittle, six receptions, 96 yards, and one touchdown. Brandon Ayuk, seven receptions, 82 yards. Ray Ray McLeod, four receptions, 65 yards. And he also had a touchdown, his first touchdown as a 49er. And Debo Samuel, five receptions, 42 yards. The game was a good game. And then once the Chiefs started to take over, it was game over. But that's just my take on it. What do you think? I'll start off with the McCaffrey um, situation. For me, I... I would truly need if I'm Kyle Shanahan. Okay, I'm I'm losing my mind over. Here. If I'm Kyle Shanahan, you have to win. You have to at least get to the NFC Championship this year. Reason why is you're getting all these players that you wanted. Trey Lance, obviously, he goes down with injury, but he wasn't so good before that. Also, now you got McCaffrey, someone you wanted. Perfect. You got Debo Samuel, someone you wanted. Perfect. But it's not working out. You and the blame needs to be stop being put on Jimmy G because Jimmy G can't affect the game for you. Like, every single time. How I'm supposed to say. Um, you know, G Jimmy G needs to stop being the scapegoat because at some point we got to look at Shanahan on his play calling and how is he calling the game. For you to get... 
But um, back to what I was saying is you can't you you can't get blown out like that in your first game with McCaffrey. Unacceptable. When you wanted him. Um, and simply, we gotta look at Kaushan. You know, for me, I've looked at him since he's made mistakes in the Super Bowls with the Falcons, twenty-eight to three, should have been a win. He instead passes the ball, gives the Patriots enough time. Let's go back to the 49ers in the Chiefs Super Bowl. Should have ran the ball in the second half. You were up. Nope, let's throw it. Let's give the Chiefs another chance. Boom, you lose that one. Now you're 0-2 in Super Bowls and in your play calling. Hey, you could be 2-0. Then, but everyone's saying, oh, it's Jimmy G, it's Jimmy G. It's not Jimmy G. If anything, Jimmy G helps you because from what we're seeing is Kyle Shanahan without Jimmy G, he, he's, he's not winning games. With Jimmy G, he's winning games. So let's start looking at Kyle Shanahan. But for me, for the Chiefs, I'll ease, I'm easily say, listen, they're, they got to road to the AFC Championship. Um, it's very hard to beat this team. They're hitting on everything. Nicole Hardman's going off. They're not missing Tyreek. They're, if anything, they're looking good. They're looking better. Juju's going off too. Juju's going off, and I'm happy for Juju. I'm, I'm, I'm very proud of him. I'm happy he's going off, and I'm happy he left Pittsburgh because there was a reason why he left. He left because the offense couldn't get going, and he couldn't do good in it in that offense in that offensive system. And now we're looking at it taking away the social media stuff. So, I'm happy for Juju, and this Chiefs team is very dangerous. But yeah, that's, he, that's my he went off the past two weeks. I forgot to say, he went. He had seven catches for 124 yards and a touchdown, and he had similar numbers last week, too. So. All right, let's get into Monday night's game. Um, Bears versus Patriots. Do you want to go first or me? Uh, you go first. All right, I'll go first. What a game. Um, what a game. No, what a shocking upset. Um, where do I even start? Um, I'll start off with the Bears. Fields, 13 of 21 for 179 yards, one touchdown, had a pick. That stat line alone, I'll take that for Fields any day. That's, he's, he improved. He's improving a little bit, but there's no consistency there. If there's a little bit more consistency, I'm happy with. But if he plays like this, the Bears win. Simple, simple, simple. He also had 82 rushes and averaged 5.9 yards a carry and had a touchdown. He's showing his dual threat last night. And if he can have this, the Bears are going to win a lot more than losing. Um, Montgomery, 62 yards, 4.1 averaged, and then had a touchdown. Same thing with Herbert. They should run the ball more than they're throwing it because you got two good running, three really good running backs in fields, Montgomery and Herbert. And you put that on performance last night, and it worked out. You scored 33 points. Also, Wokon Smith, they got to pay him. Pay him. Because 12 tackles, eight of them were solely his. He had a sack and an interception. He's the captain of this defense. You got to keep him. Keep him, keep him, keep him if you want a shot. Can't let him walk. Um, Brisker, young rookie quarterback, um, cornerback, had an interception. Along with Kyler Gordon, another rookie that had an interception. If the Bears can get this every game... They're winning at least seven games. They could turn it around. They can turn the season around right now. They're three and four. Right now, they have a chance to turn their season around. They're tied with the Packers right now. Exactly. So their season is still alive, and you have a chance to keep this going. Now, for the Patriots. Yes, Bill Belichick and my eyes is the greatest of all time, but he fucked up. He fucked up last night. Um, reason why I say he fucked up is taking Mac Jones out of that game. Um, 
He was three of six for 73 yards and had an interception. You got to look at it. He missed a couple games with that knee injury. For you to take him out like that. Ankle, ankle. Ankle. And for you to take him out because he threw an interception is really stupid. You know, it's going to take him maybe a quarter or two to get going because of his ankle. You know? But for you to put Bailey Zapp in, I know Bailey Zapp's a huge name. I, I know he's the flavor of the month. Congrats. He didn't show he was the Bailey Zapp everyone saw early. He looked like a rookie last Um, Two picks, not going to help you. For me, Mac Jones is the starter still. But now you created a quarterback controversy. And you fucked up. Because now you can't just, you can't keep going back and forth with these two young quarterbacks. You can't do that. One's a first rounder, one's a fourth rounder. You can't keep going back and forth because the offense is going to have no rhythm. Make your mind up. So, make your mind up. Now, obviously, Bill Belichick fucked up. I wouldn't personally have put Bailey Zapp back in unless I was Mac Jones was truly getting brutally hurt or he was just sucking in general. But he wasn't. He barely had a chance to play, and you took him out so quick. So, Bill Belichick fucked up there in my ass. Stevenson had a touchdown. Myers had a touchdown. Good for you, but they got blown out, and that's not a good look. At home. Um, and now I'm having serious questions about the New England Patriots. Um, but that's, that's, that's for me. Uh, so yeah, they put, they put Bailey Zappi in and it was a happy go lucky moment. I mean, as soon as he came in, they had the spark, they went up and scored two touchdowns, but after that they didn't do anything else. Um, the bear, the bears, I would have been surprised and was surprised when they pulled off the upset, but, um, you could tell that. The mini bye week they had because they played on Thursday last week or two weeks ago, it really helped them because they just came out and had their best win of the season, let alone this look like their best game they've had, win or lose. This was the best game that they've had. Um, Justin Fields, like you said, he went off. Uh, Montgomery, 62 yards, 15 carries, one touchdown. Khalil Herbert, 62 yards on 12 carries. Um that was pretty much it. Darnell Mooney, three receptions, 53 yards. The other St. Brown, four receptions, 48 yards. And Komet had 32 yards on two catches. Um, Bailey Zapp, Zappy, when he played, he was 14 of 22, 185 yards, one touchdown and two interceptions. Mac Jones, because he didn't get a chance to play. When he did play, he went three of six, 13 yards, zero touchdowns, one interception. Then he had 24 running. Ramondre Stevenson, he's a dog. He went... 11 carries, 39 yards, one touchdown, 59 yards catching. Devontae Parker, three receptions, 68 yards. And Jacoby Myers, two receptions, 34 yards, and a touchdown. My question to Bill Belichick is what's going on? Because, like, after the game, they asked him. He said Mac Jones throwing that interception is not why he took Bailey Zappi out. Or he put Bailey Zappi in and took him out. But I don't think he explained why he actually took him out. But he said the interception was not the reason why. So I don't know. That's my question to you, Bill. Why? What was the point? Um, is that it for you? Yeah. All right. Let's get into the power rankings. Next week, we're starting off with you. You're going to have your own power rankings, and then we're going to compare and contrast. Now, my power rankings for this week. A lot of slipping and sliding and a lot of moving up. At 32, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers. They went down from 28 to 32. The reason why is they fucking suck. Simple as that. <laughs> um, then I have the Lions at 31. They were on a bye. They were on a bye last week, but then this week they 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 looked worse. They looked worse. 
than what they were on the, before the bye. Um, 24-6, losing to the Cowboys is not okay. And not, I have score, a, not scoring a touchdown is also not okay. I have a lot of... And I know Jared Goff's not the guy, so they got to figure that out. Denver is at 30 for me. reason why is their team is terrible. Russell Wilson looks like... Well, he didn't play, but they still... Doesn't matter. They this, still suck. Nathaniel Hackett looks like he's not the coach. He shouldn't be the coach. Denver just sucks in general. Then I have the Texans at 29. They stayed put. reason why they stayed put is... They're putting up fights. They're scoring on offense. They're putting up a fight. Even though it's not coming out in the win column. The defense is what's going on. And the defense is still the issue. Now, Carolina's at 28. The reason why they went from last to 28th is they beat Tampa Bay and they didn't allow them to score a single touchdown. Um, so, look, and it, they won after losing McCaffrey. So, maybe there is some bright spots. Maybe it was a good move to move off McCaffrey. Then I got the Commanders at 27. The reason why I have the Commanders at 27 is maybe it should be Heineke. You know, for you to go and beat Green Bay really showed a lot that, okay, Commanders shouldn't be, you know, looked over yet because look at they're three and four. They're, they're still in the thick of things or so simple as that. Then I got at 26, the Colts reason why I had the Colts at 26 after moving from 13th to 26 is Matt Ryan and their quarterback position. You know, obviously you're benching Matt Ryan, which I, I saw coming. I mean, he was hurt too, but either way you're this off. The team looks terrible. Yeah. The team looks terrible, and I don't think you I, – I don't expect this to be a good year for them. Um, then I got the Jaguars at 25. The reason why I have the Jaguars at 25 is – Where were they last week? 22. The reason why is they're 2-5. They're and five. They're starting to hit the a bump where they're losing constantly now. Um, so they got to fig, figure that out. Figure that out. And I'm thinking it's on the defense. At, then at 24, I have Cleveland. The reason why I have Cleveland at 24, they dropped one spot, is they almost beat the Ravens, but they're just not winning. And they're just they're not beating the teams that they need to beat in order to push for the playoffs. Then at 23, I have the New England Patriots for everything we said. Then at 22, I have the Bears. So they went from 31st to 22nd. The reason why is everything we said. They're 3-4. and four. And they just put up 33 points. If they can do that, they'll be able to have a chance. The Patriots went down or they stayed? The Patriots went down. Now, at 21, I have the New Orleans Saints. reason why I have the New Orleans Saints at 21 is, and they stayed put, is the quarterback position. The quarterback position is the only question mark I have for them. Because they're able to still score points. They put up 34 points. So, then at 20, I have the Falcons. Three and four, they're still in the thick of things. They dropped five spots. Because they lost to the Bengals and they let Joe Burrow put up 505 yards. Uh, Then I have the Green Bay Packers at 19th. They stayed where they were last week because, you know, they have issues everywhere. With Rodgers, LaFleur, everywhere. Because they're losing to teams that we expect them to beat. beat. At 18, I have the San Francisco 49ers. Reason why I have the 49ers at 18 is everything we said with Kyle Shanahan and McCaffrey and all that. Then at 17, I have Tampa Bay. 
reason why I have Tampa Bay at 17 is... They also have questions. They have a lot more questions. And it's not like they're missing people. They had their off- healthy offense. Obviously, offensive line isn't healthy, but they're just... They don't look good. And maybe it's Brady. Maybe it's not. Who knows? But they, they have a lot of question marks that they got to figure out by Thursday. Then, at 16... I have the Chargers. The reason why I have the Chargers at 16 is, and they're four and three. They don't look like a four. And they three don't team, look though. at like a four and three team. They look they look like the worst four and three team I've ever seen. They don't look good. Herbert doesn't look good. No one on this team looks good. So, Chargers, you know, same old Chargers. Clearly. I still think they got to get rid of Brandon Staley. I I agree. Now at 15. I have the Rams. reason why I have the Rams at 15 is they had a bye week, so they dropped one spot. I have the Raiders at 14th. They went from 26th to 14th, even though they're 2-4. and four. Records have a lot, depending on my power rankings. But they played how they were expecting to play all season long, putting up 33, 38 points, and they looked phenomenal. Jacobs had himself a day. Jacobs having himself a past couple weeks. So... If this keeps happening, the Raiders are going to win more and they're going to be in the playoffs. Then at 13th, I have the Dolphins. The reason why is they won. They got Tua back. They 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 win with Tua. They don't win without Tua. Then at 12, I have the Arizona Cardinals. The reason why is Thursday was the best game I think they played all season long for me. Um, and if they can have this keep going, they're, they're have a, they have a winning season. Then, at 11, at the Tennessee Titans. The reason why is, you know, I feel like there's a couple more teams better than them that I put in my top 10 than Tennessee, but Tennessee could very well be in the top 10 next, next week. Now, the top 10 teams. At 10, I have the Seattle Seahawks. The reason why I have the Seahawks at 10 is... They're leading their division. They're winning. They're 4-3, and three, and Geno Smith, and this is my take. And I'm just going to say this. All right. This might be the best move the Seattle Seahawks have ever made in their franchise. I'm, see, I'm believing and I'm thinking the Seahawks and Pete Carroll knew all along. Wilson. Was the issue. Wilson couldn't be what we thought Wilson could be. And they hid him in Seattle so that Wilson didn't get shown by the media now in Denver. That he's this kind of quarterback. Geno Smith looks way better than um, Russell Wilson. I'm taking Geno Smith as my quarterback any day. Um, so the Seahawks looks look phenomenally better, and I would I just feel like they they knew all along Wilson wasn't going to be a player that can be what we thought he could be. So then at nine. I got the Dallas Cowboys. reason why I have the Cowboys at nine is they got Doc Prescott back, but they beat the Lions. I got to see a little more. Then I have the Jets at eight. Stayed where they were last week. Because, you know, they beat the Broncos. They beat the Broncos. Like, there's no style points there. But they're five and two. Then at seven, I have the Baltimore Ravens. reason why I have the Ravens at seven is... Lamar's struggling recently. He's struggling, and for me, I wouldn't pay him his that kind of money right now because he's showing like if he can't play at his high level, they're not going to win games. 
Because they barely beat the Browns. At six, at the Cincinnati Bengals. Reason why is 505 yards for Joe Burrow is phenomenal. Didn't he have another game like that last year, too? Yeah, so they finally got back to where they were. Then I have the Vikings at five. Reason why I have the Vikings at five is they had a bye week. So they dropped one spot. At four, I have the New York Giants. Reason why I have the Giants at four and moving up one spot is they're six and one. And everything we said during the Jags and the Giants um, segment. At three, at the Kansas City Chiefs, they stayed where they were because no explanation needed. Exactly. At two, I have the Eagles. They had a bye week. Buffalo, number one, they also had a bye week. I don't know why they keep giving all the good teams a bye week now. The same week. Now, let's get into our predictions. Now, Nick. We're bringing on a special guest. He's coming back for this week for this segment. What's going on, guys? Now. Let's start off with the Eagles Steelers. I'm I'm easily Eagles. taking the Eagles. I think it's going to be a clean sweep. Yeah, Eagles. I Eagles. I say they're going to blow them out, but then again, I said that with Tampa Bay, and you guys beat. Tampa no, Bay. I think it's up. I think the Eagles put up forty points. Now Ravens versus Bucks. I got the Ravens Thursday night. I think the Ravens beat Tampa Bay. I f- I took surprisingly for once. I'm taking Brady in a game. I'm taking the Ravens. I don't. They're falling apart. The Bucks. They just, they just are. Broncos versus Jaguars. I took the the Jaguars, didn't I'm I? I'm taking the Jaguars yeah. as well. Me as well. All right. Then, Panthers versus Falcons. I'm taking Falcons. I took Falcons. Yeah. Falcons clean sweep. Bears versus Cowboys. 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 Cowboys are going to win. Yep. The defense. Sweep. Yep. Dolphins yeah. versus Lions. I'm taking the Dolphins. I I'm, took the Dolphins. Yeah, two is gonna show up. Cardinals versus Vikings. I'm taking the Cardinals. I took the Vikings. I'm taking Cardinals. Raiders versus Saints. I took. I'm taking Raiders. I believe I took the Raiders. Yep. 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 I agree. You're taking them too. Pats versus Jets. I'm taking the Jets. I took the Jets. The Jets got this one. Titans versus Texans. I got the Titans. I took Titans. Yep, Titans. Commanders versus Colts. I got the Commanders. I took them last week beating the Packers. They won. I'm taking Commanders. I also am taking the Commanders. I'm taking the Commanders because I haven't seen what that person who's going to replace the bench Ryan can do. So 49ers versus Rams. I'm taking the 49ers. I took the 49ers. I was skeptical at first, but then I thought about how Stafford loves to throw pick sixes this year. So... I'm going to go with the Rams in this one. The defense is what had it for me. Giants versus Seahawks. I'm taking the Seahawks. I'm expecting this game to be a high-scoring bloodbath. These teams are going to – it's going to be a war between this game. And I believe this game will be a game of the week. I took the Giants, but I was going to debate on the Seahawks because they have DK Metcalf, but he's hurt. So now I'm taking the Giants still. I have the Giants with this one too. Packers versus Bills. I got the Bills. The Bills. 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 Then, Monday night, Brown- Bengals versus... Bengals. Browns. Bengals, yeah. Bengals all the way. 
All right. That's it for me. That's it for me. That's it for me, too. Peace out.